Blog Talk Radio. Kevin Durant is going 
nowhere. We'll talk about that. The NBA, we didn't get a chance to talk about the 2022-23 schedule that was released. Of course, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball news and notes, Wednesday Wikipedia, Lucinda's lyrics, TJ's motivational moment. As you already know, a jam-packed show set for you. All right, so we will go ahead and get into our first break. The breaks tonight, absolutely no rhyme, no reason. Just hopefully some music that you can tap your foot to, bob your head to, and hopefully you might know the lyrics to some of them. But this first one, hopefully we won't be going around here anymore. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our first break, and then on the outside of that we will be bringing in the ladies to talk about Everything on the rundown. Oh, it is Wednesday night. It is LL Sports 2 with who? PJ and the ladies. We'll be right back after the break.
so, so hard to make that choice sometimes. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight. And, yes, we are now live on Facebook. I see you. I see you. I'm not going to say her name, though, until we bring her right on in. Auntie Kim in the house. Dale, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Well, I'm going to say it. My Auntie Lou, she is on Facebook, but I'm about to bring her in so that you can hear the melodious tone of her voice along with the triple threat that will be joining us tonight. Ladies, are you with me? Yay! Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes, indeed, it is a triple threat in the house tonight. Ain't Lou, Janelle, TJ. What's going on, ladies? Nothing much. Good, good evening, Janelle. I'm so glad you're back with us, Miss Terry. She did I have? Do I need to go get her? Is she lost in town, or do I need to go find her? No, she's found. She's just working. That's all. Okay, all right. Then. I just <laughs> want to make sure you know I will go get her. <laughs> As soon as she's able to join us, she will. So hopefully hopefully we're going to get her in before in the next two weeks, uh, before the season starts. But, um, but, you know, she's always with us here in spirit when she can't be here in person. But we're going to hold down the fort, though. Shout out to everybody on Facebook Live there. Of course, the lady holding down the timeline for me, Miss Denise Green in the house. But y'all know, 347-826-7924. That is how you can call and listen to the show. But if you ever want to voice your opinion, you just press the number one, and we bring you right on in. But in the meantime and in between time, the ladies are going to hold down the fort, as we always do. All right, ladies, so let's go ahead and get to it. Let's talk about it. Have we finally come to a resolution? Let's hope so. So, Deshaun Watson, I think we have the verdict. So let's do a quick recap. I'm just going to hit the key points here. So this is since 2021. January 28th, uh, Watson requested the trade from the Texans. In March of 2021, two civil lawsuits, just the two at that time, accusing Watson of indecent conduct. Uh, Let's see. Then we have a skip to March 11th. That is when the first grand jury declined to indict Watson. March 24th, that's when the second grand jury declined to indict Watson. June 6th, that was the 24th lawsuit. So remember, first uh, first time it was only two. Now June 6th, it was 24. June 7th, the New York Times, they reported that Watson, that he met with at least 66 women. Now I think that's important, that number, 66 and only 24 reported, you know, incidents. And then um, June 28th was when they scheduled the start of Watson's hearings. August 1st was when the six-game suspension, so a little bit over a month, the six-game suspension came. And now, finally, drum roll, please. I don't want to do it too hard because I don't want my phone to fall. On Thursday, I believe it was Thursday. Correct me if I'm wrong, Janelle. Was it Thursday or Friday? That was Thursday. It was Thursday. On Thursday, yes, right here, I have it. They reached a settlement in the disciplinary matter. They agreed that Deshaun Watson will serve an 11-game suspension without pay 
and he will also pay a fine of $5 million. Also, we'll have to undergo mandatory evaluation by behavioral experts um, and follow their suggested treatment program. Watson's fine and contributions from both the NFL and Browns of $1 million, so the Browns will also be contributing $1 million. Um, this will create a fund to support nonprofit organizations in the United States that educate young people on healthy relationships, promote education, and prevention of sexual misconduct and assault. Um, this is according to the NFL, they said in an announcement. Um, Watson's suspension, it takes effect August 30th when the NFL teams cut down to the roster limit of 53 players. He will be eligible for reinstatement November 28th, and he will be available to play for the Browns again in Week 13, and that is when the Cleveland Browns travel to Houston to take on the Houston Texans, um, which would be, I think it's Week yeah, week 13. Uh, Watson, he has to comply with an evaluation and treatment recommendations of a third-party behavioral expert to be reinstated. And if Watson doesn't comply with the treatment plan, his reinstatement could be delayed and he could receive further discipline. Uh, according to Deshaun Watson, he said, I quote, I'm grateful that the disciplinary process has ended and extremely appreciative of the tremendous support I have received throughout my short time with the Browns organization. I apologize once again for any pain this situation has caused. I take accountability for the decisions I made. My focus going forward is on working to become the best version of myself on and off the field and supporting my teammates however possible while I'm away from the team. I'm excited about what the future holds for me in Cleveland. Then he met with the media later on Thursday. So this was a written statement. When he met with the media, he says, I quote, I'll continue to stand on my innocence. Just because you know settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is guilty for anything. I feel like a person has an opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that, and we prove that from a legal side, and just going to continue to push forward as an individual and as a person. When asked if he was going to someday tell his side of the story, Watson says, I quote, that's definitely the plan, that's definitely the goal. I feel like through the whole process I've been trying to tell my side of the story, but a lot of people just didn't pay a lot of attention to it. And I want to stop there. Ladies, and get your opinion. Um, one on, you know, on the one hand, he's apologizing for how he may have, you know, affected um, ladies, their overall opinion. Now, I don't know if he's directly ever apologized to the 24, but as a whole, he's tried to apologize to women, again, as a whole. But then come right back and say that he declares his innocence, settling does not mean, you know, guilt, and eventually he does plan on telling his side of the story. Um, I want to get your thoughts on that first before we delve further into the 11-game suspension. Um, and look, Janelle, we'll start, have you start with that. Um, I, I just, I, it just sounds like the same old two step to me. If you say, you know, you say one thing, I mean, literally two separate things in one sentence. I didn't do it, but I'm sorry. I mean, either you're sorry or you didn't do it. It's going to be one or the other. I just don't, 
I, I understand. I, now, I can understand personally the the intention of being um, apologetic to the way something makes someone feel. Um, as far as is um, them being um, emotionally affected or whatever by by your actions, but if you didn't do anything, then just what's the purpose of apologizing? I I I just don't I don't get that. I don't. You keep saying you didn't do it, but then you settle. I I, I personally am one of those people that believe that if I didn't do something wrong, you're not getting a penny. I don't care. What has happened? I'm not. We're not doing this. I'm not getting ready to give my money to somebody, and I didn't do something wrong. So I just that I just don't get. I, it doesn't make me feel um, sympathetic towards him and his plea for his innocence when you paying these people off. I just can't. I, I can't get that. That that does not. It, it doesn't click for me. Okay. Uh, and Lou, your thoughts on just the, you know, the apology and then the standing on his innocence, you know, minutes later. And then him also speaking, uh, you know, eventually. That man is guilty as a school scooter. I mean, you, you don't, it, I'm, I'm with Janelle on that. How are you going to apologize for something you didn't do? I don't even understand that one. You know, it wouldn't be no apology, and they definitely wouldn't get a dime from me. If I was innocent, I wouldn't be paying nobody. They would just have to, you know, and, and I just, he was guilty. It's obvious he was guilty. He, he got busted and, and everything. But I, I just think that it's, it's, it's double negatives here. You say you did, you're innocent. Mom, I'm going to tell my innocence, but then you, you apologize. I wouldn't be apologizing if I wouldn't did, didn't do anything, you know. But it's obvious he did something. And all this stuff they, uh, you know, want him to uh to do, he need to do it because he needs some help. But um, I'm with you nail on that. Well, I love the show. I love the opinions. I'm going to hold mine because I don't want to go into anything further than what I asked you ladies to because mine kind of ties into once we get into into depth about the actual punishment. Um, but I definitely understand uh, where you ladies are coming from. I can't say that I don't, uh, that, that I disagree um, but you know me, I love to play devil's advocate. But let me let me continue. Like I said, I wanted to break it up into little segments because it's a lot when you when you just take it all in. Shout out to everybody tuning in on Facebook. Ricky Johnson, I see you in the house. ATC, what's going on? I see you, Felicia Forever Saved Owens. Kevin, thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Brandy Coleman, Vicky, New Jack, Dev, Maisha, what's going on, everybody? My Auntie Karen, Chi-Town, always holding down the fort for your girl. Shout out to each and every one. And always remember, tell a friend, tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night, all right? So this is the recap of the Deshaun Watson saga. Have we finally come to a resolution? So just um, went over Deshaun Watson's comments after the um, punishment came down on Thursday. Now, the owners of the Cleveland Browns, they spoke. Um, and first, the co-owner, D. Haslam, um, spoke. But is that the one I want to say first? Yes, yes. So D. Haslam, um, she is the missus, uh, co-owner of the Cleveland Browns. And when she asked about Watson's comments about his innocence, this is what she, um, she had to say. Quote, we respect his opinion. I do think in counseling, Deshaun will learn a lot more about himself. Counseling takes time. You do not just go to a counseling session, wake up, and understand the impact it has. 
I think it is a layering effect, and it takes weeks, months, and a long time to get to where you understand so much more about yourself. I think Deshaun has made progress from the time he came here to now. He is making progress, but it is not going to happen overnight. He is 26 years old, and he is just getting into counseling. It is going to take some time, end quote. Then it's speaking to her husband, co-owner Jimmy Haslam. He says that he believes in second chances, saying, I quote, I think in this country and hopefully in the world people deserve second chances. I really think that. Is he never supposed to play again? Is he never supposed to be a part of society? Does he get no chance to rehabilitate himself? That is what we are going to do. We think people deserve a second chance. That does not mean we do not have empathy for people affected, and we will continue to do so. But we strongly believe, strongly believe that people deserve a second chance. We believe Deshaun Watson deserves a second chance. End quote. Um, uh, let's see. Roger Goodell, he also had a statement. Um, I'll just read his briefly. He says, I quote, Deshaun is committed to doing the hard work on himself that is necessary for his return to the NFL. This settlement requires compliance with the professional evaluation and treatment plan, a significant fine, and a more substantial suspension. We are grateful to Judge Robinson and Peter Harvey for their efforts in addressing these matters, which laid the foundation for reaching this conclusion. End quote. Um, so, again, 11 games, a total of a $5 million fine, in addition to the mandatory evaluation and uh, subsequent, um, you know, evaluations and treatment recommendations for basically his behavior. So now let's get to that part, ladies. Um, Just your overall thoughts on finally, we've come to a resolution here, it appears, 11 games, um, the $5 million fine, do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think it's adequate? Um, just your overall thoughts on that. And what do you think it means? What do you think it says? Um, now taking into consideration, you know, Deshaun's one minute he's apologizing, the next minute he says that he's standing on his in- innocence, but that they implemented this evaluation and treatment process, especially coming off of what we just came off with Kyle Murray where the, you know, the Cardinals, they input this little four-hour, you know, mandatory training time and then saying, oh, wait, no, it's not really what what you guys are making it out to be. We, he really doesn't need it, and then taking it away. What do you think that this says about them making it mandatory about the evaluation treatment and so forth? Um, Aunt Lou will have you kick that one off. Uh, I, first of all, I want to say that uh, – I don't think basically admitted that he was guilty, the coach and wife and everybody else, you know. Everybody deserves a second chance. Second chance, that means you blew it the first time, okay? And, um, you know, so so they basically admitted to his his guilt, even though he didn't. Uh, I think that uh, they need to stick with this, this, you know, what they did with Kyle was, what was, you know, different than, than what they're doing with him, but they need to stick and uh, hold him accountable for this because it's obvious he needs some help. You know, I still don't know why they drug it on so long, you know. But anyway, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, they need to they need to be sticklers, uh, sticklers with that, uh, stick, sticklers, uh, and, and don't let up, uh, you know. 
But uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, they have mercy. You know, God has grace and mercy upon us, too. But I just, just hope and pray that, you know, he needs to get into his mind right because, you know, he's saying that he, he's he's innocent. Just, just admit, man, I was wrong, what I did. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of that will go far, you know, uh, go further than, than you trying to say, well, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm innocent when you know you're not. And so, how do you feel about the eleven games? Do you think it's adequate? Not enough? Does it is it fine? Oh yeah, well that's that the, the, yeah. The eleven games is, is is adequate. I mean, because we only have what eighteen? Well, I mean, we got seventeen, eighteen. He ain't, got, he ain't gonna be playing that much this year. But uh, but yeah, the five number see they they fined them five million. That was a lot of money, and that ain't that's, and that's in addition to what he paid those twenty twenty three girls too, right? Because he he settled with them as well. So he come out of pocket with a lot there, you know. We just need to get himself together. That's all. All right, Janelle, your thoughts. Um, I, I'm just glad it's over. Let, let me just be honest. I, I'm I'm so over this whole situation. This um, I, I think that uh, that that five million dollars is is definitely um a lot for him. Um, even though he did just get that uh, get that huge contract, it's, it's no telling the amount of money that he had to pay. Like Mr. Spencer said that he had to pay in order to um, settle these these um, lawsuits. So that, in addition to that, that's a lot of money to have to pay. So I'm sure that this is going to be with him for a minute. Um, 11 games, I was kind of expecting the full season, but um, 11 games is still a lot because that definitely will affect their um, ability to make it to the playoffs or even to um, or, or any further. Um, because you can't that by that time the season is almost over. There's nothing you can do if you don't if his team isn't able to um, hold up um, without him. There is nothing he'll be able to do with um, when he comes back. Because by that time it'll only be a few games left, and it's it's, it's no point. Um, I am I, I'm I'm interested to see how this is going to affect his his. Uh, his game, considering how poorly he's played during this um, preseason, so that that definitely will be interesting to see. But I, I'm just glad this whole thing is over. the The thing that um, the thing that really is is frustrating me though is is the 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 inability to realize the seriousness of the situation with his fans. I, I don't. Um, I don't know if you're ready to talk about uh, about this yet, but I, I, I actually um, was doing some reading. Um, I came across an article about one of his fans um, teaching his pre-adolescent son. He's a little kid. Um, this boy couldn't be. He has to be between six and ten. Um, the wrong thing where this situation comes in because he actually, they were at the game last week and he held up, him and his son held up signs. Um, one of them, um, his son held up a sign that said, um, free Deshaun Watson, but the dad held up a sign that said, F them H-O-E-S's. It's like, what are you teaching your kids about? 
you know, we learn. I tell people all the time that as as children, children do not learn what we tell them. They learn what they see us doing. So uh, for that to be happening, it, it's just unbelievable. I, I'm just, this whole situation has just got me, I, I'm over it. I am really over it. And I, I definitely, I hear the frustration in your, in your voice, um, Janelle. So, uh, for those who don't know, there is a story out there, um, and it's about it's gone viral now. It's a picture of a dad and a son. Um, the son is holding up a sign that says "Free Deshaun Watson." Uh, I didn't know he was in jail, but it says "To Free Deshaun Watson." And then the the dad is holding up a sign that say that says "F." It basically says it says "F those hoes." That's what it says. Um, now, I'm hearing a noise here, so I'm not sure where it's coming from. So for people on Facebook, if you see me look a little, but there's a noise coming from somewhere. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, but, yeah, so just the the visual of oh, the dad's on my phone. Uh-oh. I think Facebook is doing something new here. I'm, I'm, it's just so much. Okay. But anyway, so getting back. I'm sorry, Janelle, what were you saying? Uh, no, I'm listening to you. Uh, um, you got it. Yeah, I think the thing that bothers me the most, one, okay, free Deshaun Watson. Um, he's not in jail. Okay. And let's be real, Deshaun Watson put himself in this position. Now, whether he is guilty or innocent, um, that's for him and those ladies in that room to know. Was, you know, we all know that where there's smoke, there is fire. Um, I did mention, you know, like I said, in that New York Times, there were 66 women total that they that they came across in this year span, but only 24 uh, accused him of wrongdoing. So, you know, that that just got me to thinking about. Okay, so what was it about those 24 that the incident occurred, or or what or why those 24? That you know, I'm I'm one of those uh, forensic files, you know, those type of people. I I just like to dive deep into into certain situations when it comes to crime, punishment, stuff like that. So what was it about those 24 that we ended up here? But to get back to the to the son and the father, um, I don't see anything wrong with a parent teaching their child about the overall scope of what's going on. You know, son. I really don't know what he can gather, though, at the age of 10. But, I mean, I don't have kids, so, and I don't know the intellect of a 10-year-old at this this 2022. But I would have to think that they, a 10-year-old today would probably be a lot more advanced than a 10-year-old growing up maybe when I grew up in the 70s. Ladies, would you agree with that assessment, Aunt Lou and, and Janelle? I, or is I would agree with that. No, yes. I would agree with that. Totally. Aunt Lou, you as well, you, you agree with that? Oh, you didn't hear me? Yeah, I said totally agree with you. I'm dealing with these monsters now. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so to talk to talk with your son about you know what can happen if you put yourself in certain situations that you know there are consequences to your actions. Um, you know you have to be careful in situations that you know that that you put yourself in. Um, some you know sometimes things. Um, you know, along that line, as far as the actual sexual part of it, um, I don't know how far 
in-depth you would want to go. But I do think that you could probably teach your 10-year-old son, listen, there's going to come a time when, you know, you're with a, a girl. And if she says no, no means no, no matter what she says, or maybe that type of conversation. Um, so, again, I don't know, and, and, and men, help us out here. You know, what what would be the level of conversation that you would need to have with your 10-year-old about this specific um, situation here? You know, what do you tell them uh, as far as the no means no or just don't, you know, have yourself in a position where a woman can accuse you, you know, just whatever that conversation would be. So I don't have a problem with that. But the actual sign that said F these hoes, I mean, that's that's just a lot right there, bro. And uh, and if you see the picture, I mean, he is grinning, grinning from ear to ear. He sees nothing wrong with this message that he's that he's showing and teaching his son. And that right there, that's what disturbed me about that story. Because now, and let's be real, because I'm a firm believer that I've said this before um, with Tupac's situation. That's why we all had a problem with um, Mr. Lawrence Tucker. You can't put all women in that category. Yes, there are some hoes out here in this world. Let's be real. But are you teaching your son the difference between what's a what's a, a young woman and when they act like hoes? Um, but again, it, it, it's the visual of it was very disturbing. Um, but you know, I, I don't have a problem with a father and son having those types of conversations to avoid his son ending up in this type of, of situation. But I, I agree with you, Janelle. It was it was a lot to intake, though. Any other comments y'all want to make on that? Yeah, um, I just, I, you know, the question is, yeah, what is he teaching his son? And, you know, and everybody is, you know, like you said, everybody is not a ho-ho-ho. You know, and and uh, and even if people, if, even if these women were, you know, if you forcing yourself upon them and stuff, that you know that that's not good, you know. Anyway, but it's just it's just too much. It's really too much. I want to go to the timeline here and shout out to everybody who's tuning in. I see you as you're coming in. If, if I don't get a chance to shout you out, I'm so sorry. Miss Sally, I see you. Peter, thank you so much for tuning in. Von Harris, thank you so much for tuning in. Angel, what's going on, Lady Roberto? Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, Harold, uh, one of my dear friends here, he says, this is plain and simple. They're sending a message. Does he deserve a fine? Yes. Should it be that severe? That's in question and debatable. Same thing with R. Kelly. We have to learn as black men that the same rules don't apply to us. We have to be more responsible in regards to how we conduct ourselves, especially when we are high profile in the media. The Bible says pride comes before the fall. Very Harold hit the nail on the head. I just had this conversation with my nephew that as, as unfair as it is, it's the truth. Black men are held to a different standard. You cannot just be out here doing anything. I totally agree. Uh, I totally agree with Harold and Janelle because, like I said, uh, you know everything we do, uh, black men and and uh, black people as a as a as a, as a uh, race. You know you got to be tops, and you know because they already have their opinion about us and everything. So you got to show them who you are and whose you are, and that you are royalty. Yeah, 
excuse me, um, Vaughn Harris, he says, I would let him know my son at 10, um, just because you have money, money can't buy you everything. That's true, too. Um, that That's definitely true. Money, you know, money, uh, it should be able to, to, you know, buy you out of situations and, and so forth. Um, but just on the flip side, um, what if he's broke, Vaughn? Then what would you tell him? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, you know, with... Uh, because I haven't commented on the on the suspension yet. To me personally, 11 games, I'm good with it. I really am. Um, the fine, I'm good with that as well, because he will not be getting paid for, you know, the first 11 games. Now, we know that the Browns structured his contract to where he would not be making the bulk of his money this year anyway. Um, as the ladies mentioned, you know, he is going to have to pay pay out these settlements. So he's gonna hit his, his pocket's going to be hit there. It'll be hit additionally with the $5 million. It's going to be hit additionally with not making money for the first 11 games. I'm also with Janelle. I'm just glad it's over. And I'm glad that everyone was able to come to a resolution, to come to a meeting of the minds. Um, I really thought he was going to get the year, though. I'm with you, Janelle. I really thought that that the NFL was going to be able to get what they wanted. So for the standpoint of because Deshaun Watson is adamant about declaring his innocence. For that, I'm glad that he's not getting the 17 games. The part that bothers me is it's not the back and forth, because thank God I've never been involved in a criminal situation. I don't know what it's like to have lawsuits against you, and anybody, I guess, who's who's had this type of situation or whatever, but from my understanding, again, I watch a lot of like court TV and stuff like that, your lawyer is always going to tell you to be quiet, never to comment on things. So if you do comment, then you, you definitely don't want to say, or any, to say anything that people can use against you in the court of law. So for him to say he's innocent and so forth leading up to this, I can understand that. But then the minute, you know, everything comes down, you do say that you want to apologize to women. Okay, I truly feel like in his heart of hearts, Deshaun Watson hasn't done anything wrong in his mind. So that leads you to, well, then what is a healthy relationship to you, Deshaun? What in your relationships do you think that what you've been doing is either normal, natural, expected, or just what you're supposed to do, maybe? I don't know if I'm saying that right. So now that that's where my mind goes, because I don't know, unless he's crazy, I don't know any other way to put it. I mean, he stands on his innocence. He really does. And he hasn't fluctuated from that. So in my mind, there's something that he thinks that he doesn't think he's done anything wrong. So for you to implement those requirements and those stipulations and all of that, I hope he gets whatever revelation he needs to know how to deal with women going forward. Ladies, what are your thoughts on that, that assessment there? I totally agree with you. He's uh, it's, it's either mental blockage or he just don't know, you know, because he is 26. But And then maybe that's the way he's he might have he might have seen his father or someone else treat women like that, and he just probably figured that's the norm. But he needs to be taught. You know, I'll say that because 26 is pretty young. 
But um, you know, and then uh, some of it could be he just, you know, he he doesn't even realize that he's he's he got double double standards going on. I, I'm, I'm innocent, but then he was apologizing and he paying. So maybe I don't even know if he realizes that. Could be some mental illness going on. Um, I completely agree with you on the fact that he doesn't believe that he's done anything wrong. Um, 26 may be young, but it's old enough to know right from wrong. It's old enough to know when you are making someone uncomfortable. It's old enough to know when you're headed in the wrong direction. Um, I feel like maybe... Maybe him going to counseling will do him some good because clearly him doing whatever he's doing now is not working. Because if you can't see, um, when one person says it, when a second person says it, okay, then, you know, that's one thing. But when you've gotten to the point where you are in double digits and people are telling you, hey, you know, this is wrong, I feel uncomfortable, or whatever the situation, uh, clearly, you you need to be addressing yourself. Uh, I don't. I'm one of those people that I never. When somebody comes to me with something, I don't ever point the finger at them and say, "Hey, that's your problem." I literally have to look at myself and say, "What did I do to to um, facilitate this situation before I even begin to point the finger at somebody else?" And he was uh, obviously doesn't have the ability to do that. Because there's no way he would have ever been in this situation in the first place had he had he been trying to address what's going on with him as opposed to blaming this on everybody else. So I agree with you there. I definitely agree that he 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 something he definitely needs to to have go go ahead and go through this counseling. I'm hoping that it'll help him because you it, he obviously doesn't understand that something is wrong with him. I can't imagine that this is just everybody else. I, I don't, I, I'm, I just, it's one thing when, like I said, when there's one or two people, but when you got this many people saying, hey, you did this wrong, uh, it, it's not everybody else. You need to look at your own self and see what's happening. I'm in agreement with that. I still stand by my, by my, um, by my comments, about my thoughts, about my, you know, the way I feel about women who put themselves in these positions. Um, especially, you know, if you get away one time, okay. But if you if you go back, I, I don't understand that. So I still stand by that. But for, you know, it, it's something the the two just don't match. You know, I know you're apologizing to women, and maybe it's just for how you know he knows it's affected his his family, his sisters, his mother. You know, females, and of course, females all around, all across you know the world. He knows that there are female fans out there, um, just the female population. So. Uh, and I really think that Deshaun Watson is a good dude. He's, he has shown that throughout his entire um, high school, college career, and up until this point. Um, so I know he cares about his image. So it's, it's something that, you know, he's, he's standing on his innocence, and he believes in that. But for them to make this a stipulation, there is something that he needs to visit in his, you know, in his, um, in his life. So I do hope that he gets the help that he needs. Um, and then last thing, again, I'm so glad that, that this is done. I'm with you, Aries. I do believe that, um, you know, that the process did work. But, ladies, I just want to get your opinion on week 13. That's going to be the time when he can come back. And I'm, I'm gonna say, I'll am i say my thoughts. What do you think about 
what do you think about it being week 13 and how that um how that will play out i guess you know his first game back playing in Houston go ahead, go ahead Janelle i heard you talk first I, that's 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 awful fishy to me. That that portion of it is what's not sitting right with me. Why eleven games? Why not twelve games um, to double what the initial punishment was, and to get him beyond having to face the Texans again? I don't like that. I, I don't. I that portion of it does not sit right with me. Why why do they want him to come back to be able to play against the Texans? Uh, that that's messy. I, I don't. Uh, that's that portion of it is, is what's bothering me. I, I feel like they could have either given him ten games or given him or, or given him twelve games or did something. But why do you want him to come back during the week that that he has to play against his old team? That that I don't like at all. Something is not right with that. All right, hey Lou. I don't, I, um, you know, since they said 11 instead of 12, that, 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 that did kind of make me wonder. 11 is odd, you know, when, when they were shooting, when she, when the judge initially said six, I thought maybe they would have doubled it. But, um, but I don't know, like I said, I don't know what his, the history is with, with, uh, with, with, with him playing against that other team as, that Janelle was talking about. But, um, I just think that he's probably going to be rusty. Well, you know, he might be rusty, but I think that he has a point to prove to the people. So I think he's going to get out there and try to do his best. I believe that. I really do. He's going to try to excel. Yeah, uh, Jerome, Boogeyman says money game for the NFL. They'll have that game on TV. Oh, most definitely. I think this is going to speak a lot, speak volumes to everyone involved. Um, if Because, it, mind you, August 30th is when the suspension takes effect. So he cannot practice. He cannot be at the facility. So uh, he can train on his own, of course, and maybe he can hook up with a T.O. and an Ocho Cinco or some, you know, old, uh, you know, uh, maybe a Randy Moss, some old Hall of Fame wide receivers or some old people from the league that have, that have retired. But I don't know how he's going to get his work in, game speed type of practice. I would hope that if Deshaun Watson looks how he did in that first preseason game, that the Browns wouldn't put him out there to make a fool out of himself. Uh, I don't know how long it would take for him to get into into game readiness, maybe a quarter, uh, maybe a half. I don't know. Um, can Deshaun Watson miss this game going to Houston? I don't think so. So is this going to be you're just going to throw him out there and whatever happens, happens, meaning you're just going to, you know, basically throw him to the wolves, um, or will you at least try to prepare him to be remotely 50%, 60% um, at, his, at his best to go in and play against the Houston Texans? That's what I'm going to be waiting to see. That's really what, I, what I'm, what I'm um, looking for. Okay, so I think these people are coming on video. I have no idea. I don't know if they're trying to come on video, but because I hear noises. Sorry, y'all. This is like really boggling me. But um, but yeah. So that's what I'm I'm going to be looking forward to on um, uh, week 13. Will Deshaun Watson one? Will Deshaun Watson start? Because if he looked anything like he did in preseason, 
He does not need to be starting. I don't care, Deshaun Watson, how much money you're paying him, if you care about the team, especially depending on where the team is. Because, you know, you mentioned it, Janelle, um, coming in game 11, you know, how, how far can the Browns really go depending on their, their record at that time. Jacoby Brissett, I think he's a very solid quarterback. The AFC North, we know that that's a tough division. You have the Ravens. What will Pittsburgh be doing? We have Cincinnati. Um, so where will the Browns be in that division come week 13? Um, if you're already out of it, why even play him? If you have a shot, I can understand maybe throwing him in. But if he looks anything like he did preseason, I think you're just setting him up to fail. But, again, that's why we watch the game, and that I cannot wait to see. 347-826-7924, that is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. All right, y'all. So let's um, – I didn't think we would talk about it this long, but, hey, that's how the show goes. So let's move to some preseason games here. Week two has wrapped up. Um, I'll quickly go through just the games that we always highlight. Um, so uh, the Bears, they beat the Seahawks 27-11. to uh, The Patriots, they beat the Panthers 20-10. to um, Saints, they fell to the Packers 20-10. Uh, to uh, And Lou, your Broncos, they fell to the Bills 42-15. Um, the Bucks they they fell to the Titans thirteen to three, and uh, Janelle your Falcons they fell to the Jets twenty four sixteen. Also the Raiders they did beat the Dolphins fifteen thirteen, and the Steelers pulled out a tight one um, against the Jaguars um, sixteen to fifteen. And shout out to the Lions they pulled out their win um, against the Colts, uh, winning by one. Um, ladies, any you want to comment on your Week two of preseason game, what did you like, what, what you didn't like? No. Actually, didn't. <laughs> I actually didn't get the opportunity to watch the game. I did watch the highlights for all the games. Um, the, a lot of teams aren't playing their star players, so some of these, some of these, um, Preseason games have been, you know, just what you expect. Everybody's just trying to make a roster spot, so you don't really get a chance to see, you know, the people that you're used to used to seeing or looking forward to seeing. But um, I will say that the first the first quarter for my uh, the first half, I apologize, the first half for that Falcons Jet game. Um, I, I'm not sure what happened to the Jets. Um, but they woke it up that second half. By 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 the the third quarter, they were on and popping. I don't know what happened to the Falcons. They did what they usually do, which is fall asleep. So I, I'm not like I said. I'm not. I, I I have no expectations for them this year. I absolutely do not. But I'm always going to support my team. You know that. I do know that. Um, okay, I'm gonna. Okay, well, this is just trial and error here, y'all. I'm going to see what happens. I have Kenny Cade. This is my big brother here. How do I? Kenny, can you hear me? Okay. Well, did you? Hello? Okay. Were you trying to comment on the show tonight? No, you were just trying to listen, right? Okay. Well, then, I don't know how to um, unmute you or to mute you, so we'll just 
keep it the way that it is. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the show, though. I love you. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Maybe if I hit the let me see if I hit the button here. Uh, do you want to stop going live with the scissors? Cancel. Okay. All right, y'all. I told you, Facebook, they're always inventing and doing something new, so bear with me. All right. So, um, but, Aylou, you said you did not get a chance to see your game, right? No, ma'am. All right. So, uh, real quick, in recapping uh, my team, 49ers and the Vikings, one thing I will say, and you're correct, Janelle, it does appear that a lot of the teams are not playing their starters, uh, looks like, in the preseason period. Because I know in for, for game three, uh, preseason week three, I don't see a lot of um, teams that are, are claiming to play their starters. There we go. Um, I don't see a lot of uh, starters starting in week three. And normally we know the last preseason game, no starters ever um, ever play. But right. the Bears, they're going to be running their starters up until halftime. Um, and probably as, you know, the, the time gets closer, but they'll be starting tomorrow, um, we'll, we'll know w- what teams are planning to do. I don't believe Trey Lance is going to play the entire game. He may be starting, um, but I'm not, I haven't heard definitively yet from my 49ers. But what I took away in preseason week two, um, my backup quarterback, Sudfield, he didn't look as good as I thought he did in week one. So I don't know if it speaks to the Packers' defense versus the Vikings' defense. Um, There are twos and threes. But the Vikings' defense, they were getting at my offense there. And Sudfield, which is number seven, he didn't look too good. Uh, Got sacked a lot, was not getting out of the pocket. Um, Now, I know the O-line, you know, they're they're putting putting players in. Of course, the starters aren't there, Um, you know, moving people around on that offensive line. But, mm, Sudfield, yeah, I was not impressed at all. But Purdy, I'm telling you, that dog on Purdy. Brock Purdy. I might have to get me a T-shirt. I can't do a jersey just yet, but I might be getting a T-shirt. But hopefully he can make it to the 53-man roster. And if he keeps playing the way he did, he may get him a backup spot. He looked really good. Um, So uh, shout out to, to again, once again, not having any injuries uh, in preseason. That's really the only yes. thing that I'm. <laughs> that's really the only thing yes, that I want ma'am. to come out of these preseason. <laughs> say, say it again. Yes, ma'am. You know? that, yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. That is the scary thing about about um, which I'm glad that a lot of players aren't. Um, a lot of teams aren't playing their starters because some of this stuff that you see, they they're playing. I mean, they're you know they keep calling it. Um, they keep calling it training camp. But these boys out here playing like they're trying to hurt you for real. So I, I'm excited about the fact that nobody's gotten hurt so far. Um, I will tell you that the uh, for the first half of our game, the the they started uh, Mariota. He looked good, and then they got Ryder out there, Ritter out there, and he looked good. But that third, that third and fourth quarter, they had Franks out there, our third string quarterback girl. He's not making a roster spot. Uh, not playing like that. I can promise you that. That was some hot mess I was looking at. That was some craziness. And it's the second time, the second week in a row that he's played like that. So if he makes a roster spot, I'll be shocked. But I'm with you. Please don't let nobody get hurt because I can't take it. Yeah, now we've had a couple, you know, 
names come across the ticker. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just speaking from from my team personally. There's been no major, you know, injuries, and so um, and no major across the board as well. So that's always that's right. always good news. Shout out to Alex, I see in the house, Kenny Cage. Thank you, Demarcus. Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. Um, so yeah, so preseason uh, week three, and this is going to wrap it up. Uh, so my Niners, they'll be at the Texans. That's on Prime Video. Um, Seahawks will be at the Cowboys. That's Friday night on NFL Network. Chargers at the Saints Friday night. Patriots at the Raiders Friday night. Jaguars at the Falcons. That's Saturday at three on NFL Network. Bucks at the Colts Saturday at seven thirty. Bears at the Browns Saturday at seven. Vikings at the Broncos at Saturday at nine. NFL Network. And Lions at the Steelers on Sunday, 4.30 p.m. on CBS. All right? So, um, feel-good story here. Uh, I wanted to talk about that I saw. Um, Shaquem Griffin, um, if that name sounds familiar, uh, he also has a brother. Oh, thank Sharif you for bringing Griffin. that up. <laughs> yes, uh, Shaquem Griffin, he announced his retirement today. I'm writing about On that. NFL. Okay, good. He was um he had an interview today on uh Good Morning Football but he also uh wrote a statement um on the uh, Players Tribune but just a feel good story here so linebacker Shaquem Griffin again he announced his retirement he wrote on the Players Tribune that he's looking forward to helping others as a part of the NFL Legends Committee um again you all know Griffin um he is the player who had his left hand amputated at age 4 because of amniotic band syndrome it's a congenital uh, condition um but he did become the first player to play in the NFL with one hand um he was drafted uh, in the NFL's modern area with, by the Seattle Seahawks um he was chosen in the 5th round in the 2018 um draft so, um, you know, he was cut, he came back, you know, they brought him back, um, but he was able to play a total of four seasons. Um, he was um, he was let go, and then uh, he, was, he did workouts for uh, a multitude of teams. Um, I think I have it here. Um, I'll come. I thought I had it here. Uh, but like I said, he was waived by the Seahawks in 2020. And... Um, came back. He was on the practice squad. Like I said, he played for three seasons uh, with the Seahawks. He played. He appeared in 46 total games. Um, let's see. I thought I had the teams here, but so I do apologize. But um, in the Players' Tribune, he said that football was always plan B. So now he said that he's about to go and embark on his plan A. He says, I quote, I know the positive effect I'm having on others. I'm speaking at colleges and universities, talking to football teams, and even presenting to corporate America about never doubting yourself and tirelessly pursuing your dreams. People at companies want to hear what I have to say when actually I'm the one that can learn so much from them. It's crazy, end quote. So he met with NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell at the Super Bowl last year and received an invitation to join the NFL Legends community. And the conversation with Goodell um, and other former players, um, it's a program to help uh, current players, former players, uh, realize the positive impact that they have on others. So, um, yeah, just a, just a feel-good story there for him. Um, actually going, and he said that he is going to be working on his plan A now. He always felt like he was supposed to be helping others and um, uplifting others and telling his journey um, and talking about perseverance and so forth. So, uh, ladies, just your comments on that. Janelle, you want to kick that off? 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, when I read the story, I was very um, very excited for him because if you've ever actually heard him speak, he he really is a very positive person. Um, I, I was happy that he did get the opportunity to play um, for the for the time that he did with his brother Shaquille, who's now with the Jaguars. Um, but I'm just I'm so excited for him and so proud of him that he actually was able to accomplish. His his dream of being able to play in the um, NFL with his brother that that for me was was awesome and the fact that shout out to um to the to the Seahawks for giving him the opportunity and the the thing that's hilarious to me is the one quarterback sack that he got was against Aaron Rodgers that cracked me up I said okay now that's that's a fantastic thing to be able to say because not too many people can say that exactly now that's a notch on your resume right there. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. He said that if he was going to stay, remain playing football, he would have to be playing with his uh, on the same team with his brother. So since that's not going to happen, he uh, he's moving on. But I just think that he's you know he he's he's a positive uh, role model, you know, and um, and it was good that he got that experience, uh, you know, as much you know, and um, and he's moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, shout out to the Seahawks for for drafting him, giving him the opportunity not only to play in the, in in the NFL, like Janelle said, but just the icing on the cake to be able to play with his brother because that's that was their you know their goal or their dream of you know growing up and everything. Um, but just to be able to make it to the NFL as um, you know the only player to play with with one hand that's just a, a remarkable um, a, a, a remarkable testament to perseverance. Um, to never giving up, going after your dreams. I mean, if there's something that you want to to accomplish, you can look at that story and say nothing should be able to stop you from from reaching your dreams. Um, also in the article, he gave thank yous. Um, he thanked UFC coach. Um, he thanked, of course, Pete Carroll, the coach of the Seahawks. But um, he saved the final thank you for his brother. Um, he said, I quote, we've always said we live through each other. That won't change. I'm still with you, living through you every time you take the field. So keep balling out. Keep living that dream. We've been told countless times, and it's still humbling every time I hear it, that there should be a movie about our journey together and what we've been through together, always inseparable. Maybe that day will come sooner than later. But until then, I'm going to go build something new so I can do what Dad always told us to do, leave the world a better place than when we found it. On to plan A, end quote. So shout out to you, Sakeem Griffin. Yeah, just a feel-good story all the way around. We're always talking about bad news, so definitely want to highlight that story there. All right, so let's go to the phone lines here. I believe we have someone who wants to chime in and talk to us. Hello? Dale, is that you? Yes, it is. Hey, Dale. Hey. Uh, got a few little tidbits for you there. Uh, first, we start off with... Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the Sean Watson uh, saga. Uh, you know, uh, I was going back and I was reading over some stuff, and the last, the last person that would not settle with him would not settle with him and said that she would not settle because he needed to admit what he did is wrong. And, and you know what? I agree with her. I, I, I definitely agree with her. And then I looked at the flip side of this, 
I don't know his girlfriend's name, but I have, I saw a picture of her and stuff, and I'm saying, like, how could you put this woman through all this stuff? Because if that's his girlfriend, she is catching it too, you know, and, and she haven't did anything wrong. And with me having sisters and stuff, I know this well. I wouldn't let nobody put my sister through nothing like that. Uh, okay, and uh, the change up, uh, change up, uh, let me go here. Okay, the NFL countdown, uh, cutdown will be next Tuesday from 80 to 55, which will be interesting. Uh, my Raiders, we traded Nick Mullins uh, for a seventh round pick to the Minnesota Vikings. We released uh, Kendrick Drake. Uh, we'll be wind up paying him about $5 million. Uh, we couldn't get, a, get anybody to trade for him. Uh, the Cowboys, I see Gallops will be back week one. They wasn't looking for him to come back, but he will be back week one. Uh, and finally, now this is, real, this is a real sweet thing here. Vanessa uh, Bryant was awarded this afternoon $16 million in a lawsuit against L.A. County. But the sweet deal of this, she had Monica and Sierra, both singers, was there doing the whole court scenario with her by her side. So that was really nice. I, she, I see what it says to her and Monica and Sierra are really good friends in real life. So that's real good. But that's all I got for you. All right. Well, Dale, before we let you go, I want to get your opinion on something. So, the, you know, in the news, they've been talking about how um, was it Dana White of the USC, how he had brokered that deal for Tom Brady to come to the Raiders the year that, that Tom Brady won the Super Bowl in, in Tampa. Uh, him and Gronk were supposed to come to the Raiders. Would, are, you, are you glad that that story uh, came out? Or how do you feel that Tom Brady was supposed to come to the Raiders, but John Gruden messed it up? Are you, are you glad oh, that man. Uh, you know, John Gruden is something that, uh, uh, I, I, myself, I just like to forget about John Gruden. <laughs> really, yeah, because, because the, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, it seemed, it wanted to seem like he haven't did anything wrong. But then I was reading something today, the way he was working with ESPN, that's when he was sending some of his stuff to Washington, when he was working with ESPN, before he even came to the Las Vegas. And so, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, until they get everything out in the open, I don't even want to talk about John Gruden. Well, all right, then. We won't talk about him no more. Thank you, Dale, for always calling in, though. <laughs> Enjoy your evening. Okay, good night, ladies. Good night, good night, Dale. What's all that noise? Okay, bye-bye. You know what? I'm going to put up with that, ain't Lou, because we can hear everything the girl says. So I'm going to tell you. I'll be able to holler. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. All right, here, so... Uh, let's see, real quick, some news and notes before we jump to our break. 
and then you know what time it will be after that. Shout out to you, Andre. I see you in the house tonight. Brian, what's going on with you? Thank everybody for tuning in to the show. If I missed you, I'm so sorry. All right. Uh, let's see, news and notes. So for the Panthers, the coach, uh, he has named um, the starter for the for the uh Season this year, quarterback Baker Mayfield, he won out the starting position over Sam Darnold, so he will be starting week one. Why is that important? Because the Panthers play none other than the Cleveland Browns week one. Ooh, do you think that that uh, had anything to do with the decision on starting one of Baker Mayfield, ladies? You already know. You already know. I bet Baker would have thrown a hissy fit if he wouldn't have been named the starter. And he better go out there and play, and play to the best of his ability. Ooh, that's going to be a good matchup, though. I can't wait. All right. So uh, shout-out to the Panthers there. Um, NFL uh, News Hall of Fame quarterback Lynn Dawson, he died at the age of 87. Uh, he was the MVP of the Chiefs' Super Bowl IV upset win over the Vikings. Uh, he led the Chiefs up to appearance in Super Bowl One versus the Packers. Uh, Hank Strom, that was his coach, called Dawson the most accurate passer in pro football. Now let's keep that in perspective, everyone. That was during his time. And I just said that he was in Super Bowl One, and he died at the age of 87. Okay. He led the league in completion percentage um, eight times. That was six straight seasons. And the Chiefs chairman, Clark Hunt, says, I quote, my family and I are heartbroken. Uh, he had the most TD passes in Chiefs history, a seven-time Pro Bowler, and he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1987. So shout-out to um, Lynn Dawson there, um, a staple definitely in the um, Kansas City Chiefs um, organization. Um, any comments, ladies, you want to? Chime in on that. No, ma'am. Um, I actually want to step back because I thought that before you got into that, you were going to talk about um, Sam Darnold's reaction to losing the starting uh, position to Baker Mayfield after being traded to, to the uh, Panthers in the first place. Well, talk about it because, no, I didn't. from everything that I had read, it was kind of copacetic. But what happened? No, he he's hot. He he literally said um, for him personally, it sucks. Um, he was he li- he was ready to um, take on that starting job, and and um, then being told that they were picking up um, Mayfield, he he was told that he was going to have to fight for that starting position, and he just he didn't like it. He didn't think it was fair. Which for me, I can understand how he feels like that. Because how do you, you know, how do you get traded to a team and you, you know, you've got the, you've already got the starting job and then being told that because of a failed number one pick, because let's just be honest, that's exactly what um, Mayfield is uh, coming in into, um, coming into to the Panthers organization. It, it's literally going to step into, you know, step into my shoes. I, I got to fight for my job. That's, I mean, it's not, it's not right. And to be honest, I'm with you. If Mayfield doesn't show up and show out, I'm going to have no words for him. Well, now let's just revisit. Uh, I'm glad you brought this up here, Janelle. Let's revisit something. So, Okay. From the standpoint of you're bringing in another, uh, bringing in competition for me, Baker Mayfield. So Sam Darnold already on the roster. 
you're bringing in competition um, and the fact that I have to compete for the starting role. Well, let's talk about it. Sam Darnold was on the roster all of last year, correct? Correct. He was the starting quarterback for the Panthers last season, correct? Correct. And I believe he didn't finish the the 2021 season, not as a starter. I believe he he got pulled for a couple of games. Now towards the end of the season, he may have been the starter. Don't get if I have any Panthers fans out there, please correct me if I'm wrong because I don't really follow the Panthers. I'm not gonna lie. So, but I believe that there was a, a a spurt there where Sam Darnold was not doing well, and he was actually sat down for the backup. But even regardless of that, the Panthers went five and twelve. So if you really thought that there was not going to be a quarterback competition, Sam Darnold, who's the one that uh, might be in in his feelings or in La La Land? I don't know. I'm just asking the question. But Tell me see, out, Janelle. But this, but this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. You and I talk about all the time about there being no loyalty in this league. How do you tell someone that they've got the starting job, but then bring someone else in to make them compete for the starting job? And don't get me wrong. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, uh, it's, it's, one is no better than the other to me. Neither one of them has shown that they have the ability to do what needs to be done to get, get a team to, to the promised land. So I just I, I just thought it was interesting that that um, Sam Darnold was, you know, that, that they actually interviewed him and he spoke his mind. Uh, he really does not like the fact that it didn't that they did that to him because that's not what you know that's not why they brought him there and that's not what he was told and that's fair. You are completely correct though when you are when you are the starting quarterback and you don't handle your business. Um, if somebody can come in, if somebody comes in and they're possibly better, then yeah, we gonna fight it out and see which one of you guys are gonna take the spot. I completely agree with you on that. It's just that I thought it was interesting that, you know, normally when they interview um, players, they, they try to keep their head above water and not really speak what's on their mind. But he didn't do that. He literally let them know, uh, I'm not happy about this at all. Uh, yeah, they're normally pe- uh, politically correct and trying not to, right. you know, rock any boats. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah, well, we know when, when Sam Darnold was with the Jets, he didn't stay upright a lot. He, he was on his back because that O-line was horrible. So I'm not sure if his if his recollection, you know, I don't know if they said that he was going to be the starter this year or when they brought him in initially, you know, saying that he was going to be the starter. But uh, after last season, now, Sam, if you, if you really thought that there was not going to be a competition, then I, I got some. I got a team you could start, which I don't. <laughs> Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. <laughs> All right, ladies. So on that note, we're going to jump into our quick break, and then on the outside of that, it will be time. It will be time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, Lucinda's lyrics will be up right after the break. But right now, it is roll call time. Janelle, are you with me? Yes, ma'am. I'm in the house. Hey, Lou. What say you? Ain't beef. Ain't Lou. It's Ain't Lou. <laughs> it is the triple threat in the house. Janelle, Ain't Lou, and TJ will be right back after the break.
it's no secret, ladies love sports too with PJ. Oh, yes, they do. 347-826-7924. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports 2. But you know what the clock on the wall says. says that it is time. It is time for the baddest lady in the land when her pen hits that pad. Yes, it is time for Lucinda's lyrics. So, Miss Lucinda, what do you have on tap for us tonight? Turn the music down. Good evening, LL Sports 2. I have more top headlines for you. I'm spreading the news. Shaquem Griffin retired from the NFL. He is the twin of Jaquia Griffin, pray tell. He was asked to join the NFL Legends community by NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, approvingly. We need you. He's going to do his plan A, which is being a, a, a positive impact in the world. Football was his plan B, which has curled. He played three seasons with his twin in Seattle, but now it's high time for him to skedaddle. So sad to see you go, Jaquim. New Orleans quarterback Jameis Winston is hoping to play in the NFL preseason game on Friday. He was unable in the past because of a sprained right foot. But I believe he will continue to stay put. Sit down, sit down, QB Winston. New York Giants wide receiver Colin Johnson is out because he tore his Achilles on Wednesday practice bout. He was an upcoming promising player. Right now he needs much prayer. Lord Jesus, heal him. We have 15 days before the NFL kickoff 2022. I'm so excited that I don't know what to do because I'm happy. <laughs> awesome job. Awesome job. As always, A. Lou, you and your sound effects, you are doing it. Great job. Great job. <laughs> Thank you, Dom. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two. I forgot the number seven nine two four. That is the number. Shout out to uh, Oscar for uh, joining the show tonight. William, thank you so much, and thank you for the compliment there. Uh, Minnie, thank you so much, and Mason, I see y'all in the house. Thank you each and every one for tuning into the show tonight. Always remember, tell a friend to tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night. All right, so uh, let's wrap up our NFL talk here. We have, um, so now we're on to the East. So we'll do the AFC and NFC East predictions for um, the divisions this year. So starting off with the AFC East, they have, um, the teams are the Bills. They had a 11-6 and record uh, last year, 2021 record. Then the Patriots, I didn't realize that the Patriots were second, and they were kind of falling off, or did they catch on? So they caught, caught on towards the end of the season. Patriots came in second. They had a 10-7 and record. Dolphins um, came in third with a 9-8 and record. And Jets, 4-13. Uh, and So, ladies, how do we see the AFC East panning out this year with all of the new additions in, the, uh, in Miami? Um, they got Roheem Mostert, uh, another uh, dynamic uh, running back. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name, though. Um, mm, and, of course, Tyreek Hill. 
uh, another toy for to attack of Aloha to uh, be throwing the ball to. So, uh, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets, who do we see coming out of this division this year? I still think the Bills going to be on top. I do it. Let's see, New England Patriots, Midnight. Uh, yeah, probably Buffalo Bills, but then we don't know what might happen. How has Miami been doing? Uh, I'm not too sure how, they, how they've been doing in preseason. They haven't been playing any other starters, so we just need to see what the back of it. So it'll probably be the Bills, like Janelle said. Yeah, I am curious. I think the Bills have a stronghold on this division now. They've they've tasted it for a long time. Um, also, that bitter taste in their mouth with losing to um, to the Chiefs last year. So I think they are going to be on a mission, one, not only to win the division, but to win overall the number one spot. So I think it's going to be hard to knock the Bills off. I am curious, though, about this competition between the Patriots and the Bills. I'm sorry, the Patriots and the Dolphins, though. Who's going to take the number two spot? Because Patriots... They haven't been looking too good in preseason, but, again, I don't put a lot of stock in preseason. But with all of the up and down with who's going to be running the offense, is it the coordinators, is it going to be Belichick? Um, You know, one thing you cannot do is count out six-time Super Bowl winning coach Bill Belichick. But um, that's going to be – I think that's going to be – and Jets, let's just hope that they can just get through the season. Robert Sala, I know you regret leaving my 49ers. Still pulling for you, though, but dum 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 Okay. All right. Oh, let's go ahead and move to the NFC least. East, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So the Cowboys, they uh, took the division last year, winning 12-5, and and then they were booted out first round against, yes, my 49ers. All right. And then we had the Eagles coming in second at 9-8. and eight. The Commanders, they were in third at a record of 7-10. and 10. And the Lonely Giants, they had a record of 4-13. and 13. So we know that in the NFC East, I believe along with the – no, I can't say that for the NFC South, um, but the NFC East, it is very rare for the same team to win back-to-back divisional titles. So, ladies, who do we see taking the NFC East in the division this year? You know, you caught them that. Okay, let's do Janelle first. Go ahead, Miss Lucinda. No, go ahead. You Janelle, go ahead. You go. You caught them the NFC least for a reason. There, I, there is nothing in this division to look forward to. So I, I have to give it to the Cowboys because they, they're that's all I can do. I, I mean, you got the the you got Washington and the Eagles who haven't been doing anything for a minute, and the Giants. Uh, you, it has to be Dallas. If Dallas don't, I, I it's nothing else I can pick. I can't pick nothing. Else. Hmm. Okay, ain't Lou? I'm with Janelle unless the, the Washington decide to step it up. Well, even the Giants might surprise us. You never know. But uh, but I think that it, it will more more than likely be uh, Dallas because, you know, Derek has to prove it. Hmm. Well, again, I, I can't speak one hundred with 100% certainty. But in all my Eagles fans out there, I want to hear from you. Hit us up on the timeline or call us up. I'm hearing big things for the Eagles. I'm hearing, I'm hearing that Jalen Hurst, that this is going to be his season that he's finally got some weapons. 
Um, everybody's supposed to be coming back healthy, and the defense should be top five. Again, I don't know the specific player. I did. Now, okay, go ahead. I, I can't tell you. I can't tell you about specific player. Now, for their defense, I do know for a fact that their defense looks good. They they have picked up some nice pieces um, on that defense. So I'm I'm. I know the defense was good, but I don't know anything about what they've done for the offense. That they just the Eagles have just not been doing anything. But I know for a fact because they picked up um, Jordan Davis. They picked up um, they picked up quite a few pieces for their uh, for their defensive line. So I, I know, like I said, I know the defense is, is looking good, but that that offense they should have. Um, I, I don't know because I think they. Um, I, I think they 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 probably are are still going to be where they were last year with that offense. I don't know, but I know for a fact their defense did look good. Yeah, Jordan Davis. They got him from Georgia. Um, that's one of the ones that they were talking about. Don't forget they AJ Brown. AJ Brown was they traded still there. Had Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. But, you know, they still had Jay Huntley. Um, they had Blankenship. And um, the boy that came from uh, the Chargers, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, uh, White, Kazir uh, uh, White. I'm just going through their through their roster here real quick. I'm trying to see the names of, of the people who – who they picked up real quick. Uh, Devontae Smith, they got him. Uh, you said White. Oh, they got Jakarski. Yeah, they, yeah, they got, uh, they my, got one of my corners, Jakarski Tart. Yep, um, they, they got uh, Kayvon uh, Wallace. Yeah, they, they defense is looking nice, but that offense I still don't know about. Well, you know, as long as they have that, that centerpiece, um, they still have Kelsey. Um, they have, there was somebody else, uh, Jason, who is it? Uh, no, Jason Hargrave, he, Hargrave he's on uh, defense. Um, they have, they have uh, Lane, Lane something was his name. Uh, no, uh, yeah, Lane something. Oh, they still have Fletcher Cox on the defensive side of the ball. Like I said, they, they picked up A.J. Brown. I don't know who their running back is. But, uh, but yeah, the, the Eagles, they're supposed to be, supposed to be good this year on paper we always know how, how it comes out on paper um of course the cowboys we'll just have to see coaching because that's really they have the talent um it's just coaching that always seems to to let them down and you know can everybody stay healthy and what is what is elliot going to do he's kind of fallen off the past two seasons ezekiel elliot um and then with cd lamb you know that, that that's always going to be uh, but then losing um amari cooper you know so how will how will that affect them um but again no no team has repeated as divisional champs for for the NFC East in I think it's like eight eight nine seasons now. So, and the Commanders, I'm excited to see what is Carson Wentz going to do. Is he going to revamp his career with Washington? I think this is going to be his last stop if he doesn't. But I am curious to see how how Carson Wentz will will fare with the with the Washington Commanders. Sad news though for Washington, um, Chase Young he will be out for the first four games um, with that Achilles. Um, injury, so he's been put on the pup list, so he's automatically out for the first four four games. And the Giants, they do we we just need a four team to make up the division. Three four seven eight two six 
seven nine. TJ, what's going on with that? Press. I mean, Dak is solid. You know, okay. Dak is he's going to win you games. You know, let's just hope that he can. Uh, his time management is better this season, uh, unless he's playing the Forty Nine ers, um, which will be in the playoffs if they make it this year. But um, but yeah, Dak is you know he's healthy. Um, looks to be good in practice. Um, so you know, Cowboys. I'm saying they they should have. They have the talent, but as we always say, they are the accident waiting to happen. Go Cowboys. All right. You so wrong. You are so wrong. Quick, quick, quick. Yes, definitely. All right, ladies. So let's pivot here to some basketball news because we want to make sure that we have time to talk about this. Boy, time flies when you're having fun. But it is announced. It's official. Kevin Durant, we know that he had requested a trade, what was that, June 30th? Then promptly, what, about three or four weeks ago, they had met uh, the ownership and Durant, and he put down that ultimatum. He said, listen, it's either me or it's the GM and the coach, but you can't have us all. And ownership said, oh, really? Well, let's just wait. Let's wait and see what happens. And then it happened. On, what was it, Monday, the... Brass for the Brooklyn Nets released a statement, and it says, I quote, Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Asai and Clara Wu Asai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleinman in Los Angeles yesterday. This is Marks. I'm sorry, Sean Marks, the general manager for the Brooklyn Nets. He went on to say, we have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn, i.e., ain't none of y'all going nowhere. He won't move there, <laughs> Kimo, so I'll tell you, that's what I'm talking about. He needs somebody to put his butt and make him stand still, be still. You know, I have to pose the question to you. Kendra Perkins, you know, he was speaking on, I think it was Get Up on ESPN, and he says that um, he claims, that this is his personal thoughts, that he claims that this season will not work because Coach Steve Nash will not be able to trust in Kevin Durant. So how can you possibly, how can Steve Nash possibly trust in Kevin Durant, seeing as how he wanted him gone from the organization? So I, I'm asking the question to you, ladies. Do you agree or disagree with Kendrick Perkins' assessment? And um, can a team play with no trust? Janelle, kick, let's have you kick that off. To answer the second part of that, absolutely not. A team cannot play when there is no trust. When there is no trust between the players, when there is no trust between the players and the coach, that the there is, you cannot play like that. It is impossible. Um, what I will say is, if Durant and Nash actually sat down and had a conversation, that would be one thing. I don't know uh, what the relationship is between the two. I know that if they have any chance at all, Durant's gonna have to. Um, they're gonna have to sit down and talk. Because he definitely, whatever relationship they had prior to that, he definitely damaged it by making the comments that he made. Uh, why would Steve Nash want to want to uh, put his faith in him or or use, utilize him in any way, form, or fashion when he knows how he feels about him? I, I just can't. I, I can't see that happening. So 
Uh, no, I, I feel like it, there there needs to be uh, a conversation. Um, the one thing that I can say about men that are different than women is that uh, um, they can actually have a conversation and talk things out and work things out, and they're not necessarily be hard feelings. Um, whereas with women, when you piss a woman off, that's pretty much it. You have no holler for her, period. So I, I honestly think that if they if they can sit down and, and talk about it and work things out, that it would it it could help. But it, it, to leave things the way they are, no. Especially when you saw, um, I, I don't know if you paid attention, but in that um, in that tweet that he sent out, um, he did not mention Steve Nash at all. So who put I don't out? Know. Who put out this this statement that didn't mention Steve Nash? Uh, no, I don't. When I say when I say mention him, I mean I know they sat down and talked, but I'm talking about the fact that him and Kevin Durant they they didn't mention the fact that the two of them hashed anything out at all. Oh, right, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so um, that that needs to happen before they can move forward. Because no, I don't care what you do. That with no trust, there is it's impossible to have a good team. That's impossible. Hey Lou, what are your thoughts? I agree. Uh, <clears throat> I agree that they need to hash it out. Uh, you know, they need to talk and discuss it, and and you know, stuff has been said, so it's going to be some some healing that needs to take place, you know, restoration and all that. If, if they can get past that, but just to uh, put a bandaid over it and not discuss it, that's not going to work. That's not how how those kind of that's not, that's not how you bring a, a, a unity and cohesiveness to the team. Uh, and what was the other question? Because I think I answered the second question first. Um, well, did well, did you agree that that uh, a team can be successful without trust, or do you agree? Uh, well, basically, I guess it's the same question, huh? Yeah, yeah, I answered that one because uh, that yeah. was right on, you know, like on on my heart. But yeah, but um, <clears throat> I, I just you oh, know, well, actually, the, no, because uh, I'm sorry, Kendrick Perkins said that Steve Nash would not be able to trust. Um, Kevin Durant because of his, you know, because of what he requested. So um, do you agree or disagree that, you know, Steve can't trust Kevin Durant? And then that's when I said, do you think a team can be successful without trust? Yeah, I, I think that uh, Steve is not going to be able to trust him. That's why I said they're going to have to discuss it. They're going to have to have some type of meeting, dialogue, and some people have to humble themselves. Just, you know, hum- humility is the key to a victory and possibly and uh, they won't win the NBA uh, championship, but at least they'll get in the playoffs. Well, well, let me ask you this. The first round. What you say, Janelle? What you say? So let me ask you this, Janelle, real quick. Um, the Did you see the, um, the Michael Jordan, um, the last dance? Of course. Do you believe that there was trust in that organization in 96? Do you think that the the players, Scottie Pippen, trusted? Okay, so let me at that time. Let me let me say let me say this. That is a rarity. You can't compare that situation because Michael Jordan was a different kind of beast, and him and Scottie Pippen were on a mission. That was a little bit different. 
No, I don't believe that there was trust in that organization. But what I know is when you're talking about people with chips on their shoulders like they had back then, they don't care nothing about what y'all doing. They care about winning rings. They, they care about winning championships. That's the only thing that they were concerned with. Okay. So, so basically, uh, Kevin Durant is not an MJ, meaning his his uh, focus and philosophy Girl, on uh, everything. I, I with you. Did you did you even say that? Did you did you even put him? Caliber, DJ is caliber. Because you know they get hurt now and they fall down and they stay out out of the games for two days when they when they run down there and they twist their ankle and it ain't even you know it just it turned a little bit. Oh, I gotta stay out. You know they just. They're weaker. They're not. They're you know they're they're really more passive now than they were back then. They were men, and, me. And and not even talking about the weakness of the players now. Let's pick on yeah. Kevin Durant. Period. You don't even have <laughs> any type of. I, I can't even. I can't even call it. I don't even know what to call it. But you don't. You don't have any type of respect or whatever for yourself that you could just. Battle it out and do, and you cannot even. I can't even. Tina, you literally sat me up out my seat on that one. You cannot compare a Michael Jordan to a Kevin Durant because when Michael Jordan was getting beat year after year, he bulked up. He got tired of Detroit beating on him. He bulked up and did whatever he had to do to get his game better and stayed where he was at and won championships for that game. That is not what Kevin Durant does. Kevin Durant leaves and goes to another team. You cannot even compare the two. (laughs) Oh, you already know I know that. You already know. I just wanted to ask the fans. Why would you do that to me this this evening? Why would you even do that to me this evening and get me sitting up out my chair like that? I can't believe you even said that. He acts like a baby. Yeah, it was, uh, like, like I said, for, for Kevin, and, and even how do we know how Kevin and um, Kyrie are going to fare? I do believe that there needs to be some having some conversations made. I'm, I agree with you, Janelle. Men have a way of, of sweeping things under the rug or just, you know, water under the bridge, let's just move forward in, in, in the direction that we're, we all say we're going to move in. So I do believe that they can right. put their differences to the side if they do, if everybody airs out everything and if everybody puts everything out on the table. The main person I think would have to be Kyrie, though. I think Kevin is going to have to know that Kyrie is all in. Um, they're saying that Ben Simmons is going to be available, you know, this season. They're still going to have Seth Curry. So, you know, I believe as an organization. Now, one thing I do believe as well, though, if the Brooklyn Nets start off slow or if there's any type of, um, you know, non-cohesiveness, I do believe Steve Nash can lose his job within the first probably quarter of the season. I give him about 20 games. Yeah, I'm going to give him about 20 games, 20, 25 games. And if they're not looking good, I do believe that Steve Nash could ultimately end up losing his job. But I think that's just because the ownership, you know, the Joe size of the world, they're tired of losing. And they did not assemble, you know, they did not put this, this high-powered um, offense or just um, talent together to be getting bounced out in the first round. So right. I do believe that Steve Nash might be, you know, he might be still be in the hot seat, even though they didn't get rid of him now. Um, but that kind of leads into my question, and Lou, I think you, you've already kind of touched on it and answered it, but can the, can the next succeed this year and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Is that to me? Oh, whoever, uh, whoever wants to jump in. Okay, I'll take this one first. Um, 
they you know, they will get there, but uh, they won't be the, the finalists. I don't believe, unless unless if it is America. Miracles can't happen if they want it to happen. Unless they get in there and really work together and just, you know, just, just, you know, they go out there and say, I got something to prove to the world and everybody. It can be done, but it's just, are you going to be consistent? See, that's the whole thing. They, they not, you got to be consistent. And that means Kyrie got to come and play every night, every game they have. He got to. So that's what I say. You say that you do that. You think that they can make it to. The, I'm not talking about the. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not saying that they'll make it to the finals, but I'm saying will, will they be one of the last two teams in the Eastern Conference standing? If they unify, like I said, if they unify and get in there and work and, and, and just just show the world, you know, they can prove it. I think that they could do it, but yeah. it's gonna and no injuries and nothing like that. But. Otherwise, they'll just go in there and be like, you know, round one if they make it that far. Without, and you know, if there's no injuries as well. Okay, Janelle, will we see the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals? If if everyone is available and actually playing to to uh, to the standards that we're used to seeing them play, um, I believe they can do it. Honestly, because. Um, when when KD is on, he's on. Um, when Kyrie, we already know he can be a beast in the finals. Here's the thing: it, we you they have to have everybody. There is no way because um, the Eastern the Eastern Conference is starting to they're they're starting to uh, build up. They've got a lot of teams that have got these um, new players that are that are trying to you know make a point uh, we already know Miami is coming they Miami is not going to sit down especially after these last couple seasons that they've had they've shown that they're they're trying to be somebody in this league uh it's, I, I just honestly believe that they they have to have everybody if everybody is not available then no they're not going to do it it's going to be the same thing that happened last year but if everybody's available and playing up to par Nobody's injured. Oh yeah, I see them being in the final two in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You have Boston, you have the Heat, you have, of course, my Bulls. Nobody's been talking about my Bulls. I'm a little upset about that. But the Bulls, I think they're coming again. Um, of course, the Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think you can count out um, Charlotte. I know, I know that you know they they're they're kind of up and coming, but they were playing some some good ball last year. Um, uh, the Hawks were too. The, the Hawks were yeah, too. Yeah, don't, don't, can't forget, can't count the Hawks. Um, but there's one more team that um, there was actually kind of a shocker. Oh, 76ers. Can't count the 76ers. So you're you're correct. I do think that the competition is um, increasing on the eastern side. But if everyone can stay remotely healthy. Because think about what Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant did on his own. Right. James Harden in and out of the lineup, and then especially when he left. No Ben Simmons. Kyrie in and out of the lineup. And, you know, had they been able to maintain, then they wouldn't have dropped so far down to seven and eight and then wouldn't have to do, you know, like the play-in and all of that. But I think right. you get a motivated Kevin Durant. One thing about Kevin, he's very sensitive when it comes to people talking about him, how he's viewed, and all of that. Doubt him. I 
think when it comes to doubting him, he's on a mission to prove, don't forget who I am and what I can do. And I think if him and Kyrie can get on the same page, if he can get in his head and be like, listen, this is what we came here for. Skip all that other stuff. Let's go out here and hoop. I definitely see the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. I just hope my bulls are there with them. But we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think this is going to be, in the words of T.I., motivation. And they're going to get on their job. But we'll see. We'll see. It, it, it's definitely going to, it is going to be um, exciting to watch, though, to see how they do come out. How they, how they attack this this um, this season. I'm excited to see because it's definitely a chaos. And how will they it's will they great. allow it to you know to to intervene? Will they allow it to you know seep in, or will they be able to put all their differences aside and and go for the bigger goal? So I think that's going to be fun to watch this year. So with that, uh, that's the show, ladies. Once again, a great show in the books. So we're up for our shout-outs, and Janelle, you are up first. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Marlon. Um, it'd be nice to – I'm sending the bat signal out. I'm putting out the bat signal. So it, it definitely would be nice to hear from him. Um, it's always good to get his take on things. He always seems to think outside the box. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Miss Terry um, and, and – uh, wish her well. I know she's working hard, um, and, and I can definitely understand that, but I can't wait till you can get back to the show. Miss um, Lucinda, uh, thank you so much for putting your act right on tonight. I was so proud of you. Um, uh, shocked, but proud. I'm definitely shocked. Um, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> It's okay, sweetheart. I love you anyway. Throw up and all. I love you anyway. Um, TJ, you are absolutely fantastic, my love. I, I I look forward to the show every Wednesday night because I know that you are always going to bring up something thought provoking. You always gonna. I de- I never expect. Uh, never know what to expect when dealing with you. I really don't. So I'm I'm appreciative. Um, for all the hard work you put in, and know that your time is coming. Just it's it's on the horizon, my dear. It is on the horizon, and I love all all of you, ladies. Right back at you, Janelle. Right back at you. Hey, Lou. Well, that man. The back cave. The back cave. But you're gonna get in the back cave. All right. I'm just, I'm Star Wars and Batman and and everything else tonight. I don't even know who I am. But um, I just want to say, Miss Terry, I miss you. I'm reaching out to you. I hope to see you in the next week, uh, if not no more than two weeks, because otherwise I'm coming out there, and I mean it. Um, Janelle, Janelle, Janelle. I've, I've been I've been trying to be good as I can. You know, it's kind of hard sometimes. I'm in 101 degrees of weather right now, so it, you know it might be the sun. I don't even know. But um, I, it's, I just want to tell you that I love you, Janelle, and uh, you you just you was holding it down tonight. You was 
you was uh, even uh, to be honest with you, you, were more, you was a little quieter than you normally are. Uh, but um, but you know you did you, you did your thing, and I'm just proud of you. TJ, 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 it's almost that time uh, for you to be on the radio, uh, have your show, you know. You ready, set, go. So uh, I just want you to know that I'm just so proud of you because you are really true. And uh, and uh, it was, it's, I'm just looking forward to what God has in store for you. And I just want to be uh, right there just cheering you on even more and more and more because it's getting better and better every week. I don't have any birthday shout-outs. I think everybody didn't had a birthday they're supposed to until next month. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> well, I love you right back, Aunt Lou and Janelle. Thank you all so much and always start provoking a conversation. Um, I look forward to it each and every week. Especially sometimes more so when when I know the the topic's going to be controversial. So, but thank you, ladies, for everything that you bring to the show. I love you, and uh, you know, God willing, we'll be back Wednesday night, 8 p.m., 5 p.m. Pacific. I love you, ladies. Love you more. Good night. Love you right back. Night, ladies. Night, night. Sleep tight. Three, later, day. Three, four, five. Three four seven eight two six seven nine two four. That is the number to call to talk to the ladies tonight on LL Sports Two. All right, so your Wednesday Wikipedia for August the twenty fourth, nineteen seventy five. Davey Lopez of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He set a major league baseball record when he stole his thirty eighth consecutive base. And in two thousand and seven, wow, the NFL suspended quarterback Michael Vick of the Atlanta Falcons for his involvement in dog fighting. 2007. Wow. All right, so that's your Wednesday Wikipedia for August the 24th. Birthdays that are celebrated today. Arian Foster, former running back for the Texans, turns 36. Whatever happened to him? Vince McMahon, he turns 77. A Hall of Fame, NBA Hall of Famer um, Reggie Miller turns 57. And comedian extraordinaire Dave Chappelle turns 49 today. So happy birthday. Shout-outs to them. Of course, to each and every one of you who tuned into the show tonight, thank you so so much, whether you listen two minutes, 20 minutes, two hours, we appreciate you. We thank you. Always, um, as I always say, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about your girls on Wednesday night. All right. Shout out to uh, Marlon, as Janelle said, uh, Silicon Valley. Shout out to Ronbo of Ronbo Sports. Shout out to the Chambers brothers. We had one half of them on tonight, Harold Chambers and Marvin Chambers. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and support. Of course, a great big shout out to Aunt Lou for bringing the strength once again with Lucinda's lyrics. She did that. Make sure that you catch it on the podcast if you missed it. And shout out to uh, Janelle for rounding out the triple threat uh, tonight. And, of course, Terry, as always, when you are not here, we miss you. All right. Happy birthday to my sister and love, Erin Graham. Uh, she is the wife of my brother from another mother. <laughs> so shout-out to Erin. She will be celebrating her birthday tomorrow. Shout-out to my girl, Judy Williams. She's celebrating her birthday on Saturday. Uh, shout-out to Jackie. She turned 50 today. So shout-out to her celebrating her birthday, Jackie uh, Laguerre. Laguerre, I think that's how you say it. Um Okay, Zachary Lewis, I'm not sure what that's all about, but okay. Um, 
Great big shout out to so to all of my girls and celebrating their birthdays. All right, shout out to my daddy Lawrence Jackson. Shout out to my brother D'Angelo Jackson. Thank you, fellas, for all of your love and your support. And last but by no means least, to my mom, Miss Denise Green, for all that you do for me for LL Sports too. Um, just ah, for everything, everything. I love you. All right, so that is going to do it for the show tonight. Like I said, we'll be back next Wednesday, God willing, 347-826-7924. All right, so that leaves us with only one more thing. That is TJ's motivational moment. And tonight I leave you with another of my inspirational um, verses and prayers. All right, so this is one from, actually it was from yesterday, but again, when it hits home, I just have to share. So the verse is from 1 Corinthians. Oh, I'm sorry. I believe it said chapter um, chapter 12. Um, sorry, I don't have the verse, but I can post it on the on Facebook. It says, "By which also I'm sorry, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain." The inspiration. As Christians, we move by faith and never by sight. Just because we cannot see God with our physical eyes does not mean that he is not real, because he is. The Christian walk is a walk of faith. We live contrary to the world that bases all their belief on what they can see, hear, and touch. If we forfeit our faith and we do not believe in Christ, all our efforts will be in vain. The prayer. Dear God, I ask that you will help me remain faithful to this cause. Lord, whenever temptation or doubt comes my way, may you give me the strength to turn away from them and focus on you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As always, we live by faith and not by sight. Although we cannot see it and touch it and feel it, as believers, we know that we walk by faith and not by sight. God already has this, this plan, this thing called life. It's already written out, but we just have to believe. When times get hard. <laughs> Me and my mom talk about it all the time. It is not in our timing. It is in God's timing. Because be mindful. If, we, if it was in our timing, we may not be able to receive it. We may not always know what to do with the blessings that God has in store for us. And if we're not ready, whether it be mentally, emotionally, um, mature enough to handle it, God's not going to give it to us. So it's not in our timing, but in God's timing. So, again, help me remain faithful to this cause, Lord. Whenever temptation or doubt comes my way, may you give me the strength to turn away from them and focus on you. I'm TJ, and that's my motivational moment. Until next time. Be good to others. Be good to yourselves. But most of all, y'all be blessed. Bye-bye.